Good morning, Murray Walker. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. I came to the first one and I've been to all the others since. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotman, thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, it is a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotman. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Good afternoon, Radio Stoney, it was uh, a terrible error on my behalf last week to tell the viewers that it was episode 207, when it was really only 206. 206? Yeah, I mean, you know, who would have missed it? It's, you know, Circular Key to East Roseville, and I've been Circular Key to East Linfield, when you're referencing the bus numbers. <laughs> so I, what do I do? Do I, do I apologise to them? Oh, well, okay. And call this 27 again? 207 again? 207B. <laughs> uh, morning, viewers. <laughs> oh, what are you off to tonight? Well, we'll just we'll have a bit of an amble before JP turns oh, up, okay. you know, yeah, as well, late I, as ever I, with I, his GFC I, comment. I, I didn't choose tonight to bring, bring some stuff over to you because I thought uh, it was just Thursday night and I've finished the auto-action cartoon, that's gone, so I'm free. And... Uh, I've got a few Italian mates that are, I'm meeting them down at the, the McGill Club, which is a funny little club. Well, it's up at the McGill Club, yes. isn't it? Up it's at the Mill Club, I suppose it is up. It's here, slightly it? up near the... We're the only well, it's place down to the, the Mill, uh, McGill Club from my house, so I can actually skateboard down to there. So yeah, near one of the only places in the world you can get a glass of Grange. Uh, probably, yes. Yeah. Not, not that's not that that toffee actually. It's just, <laughs> doesn't yeah, sound. It's just a, just a local club for uh, our uh, Italian friends, and uh, that's been there for years. But there you go. What goes on at uh, the McGill Club is it like a little hideaway? No, no, no. It's, 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 a, it's a licensed club. It's been there for a, a long, long time, long, long time. But there you go. Just one of those Adelaide haunts that you know. Is not known to everybody. It's not exclusive. On the way to Norton Summit? No, no, no. It's down a bit from there. Um, but yeah. there you go. Now I'm going to I'm going to grab the dog before yes. JP arrives. Yes, you better. Stay. And, uh, but we're sort of in an interesting mode at the moment. I, I I watched Perth, and a lot of people said Perth was boring, but I thought it was a good race. But it's three blokes, isn't it? It's it's Winkup, it's um, Will, uh, Will Davison, and 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 Frosty. I mean, they they. Uh, it's amazing FPR how yeah. is on fire. Yeah, and, uh, but it's also amazing how how um, you know Craig Lowndes can like start down the back. Yeah, and just just work through it. It just all comes good on a strategy. And exactly. Stuff like that. Yeah. And, and sitting next to Dave Siegel at the at the. Um, so I said to you on the phone, like it was. <laughs> don't, don't dogs hang on? Don't jump. Uh, yeah, dogs, please. Oh. Anyway, look, we'll have to put episode two hundred and seven on pause for a moment yeah. for the late arrival yes. of, of JP because he can't be trusted to be here on time. What's wrong with you? Resume. Of episode. Resume. What number is it, JP? 
207. How do you know that? Because I'm genius. I wouldn't put the word harangued with you today, but irritated, perhaps. There's Irritating? A, there's a slight <laughs> level of irritation in your voice. No, it's not. I can detect it in between the black Russian tomato, Fatiga oh, Rotolo, mm. uh, crisp bread, oh. and um, the, you know, basically it's a $68 salad sandwich. Just as sensational as it was two weeks ago when we did yeah. episode 206. Actually, not so. That you thought was 207. The quality of oil is not as <laughs> good. Get that in. <laughs> this time, what do you think? What do you think, Stone? Well, the wine, yes. No, 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 of, the, of these tomatoes. Oh, look, yeah, I, I said I want to know what you put on. I could tell the olive oil, but there was this salty thing, like almost a black caviar. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's black sea salt from yeah. guess where? I don't know. Black sea. <laughs> The Black Sea? Yeah. Black Sea, Black Sea. Did you, did you ride your motorbike over there to get some? No, but <laughs> the way we buy the, the cost of it was the Cedar right? Rotolo, who you give a very, very, very special discount to, I noticed, JP, when you're selling your Apple computers. Is that right? But it's uh, uh, not reflected to me in any way, or Stoney, for that matter. You know, we're just merely... You get discount. We, you do realise that we're, 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 we're the 68k of discounts. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do realise that it doesn't matter if it's black sea salt or it's Murray salt or whether it's just it's still fucking salt. But it's very. <laughs> but it is actually particularly salty. And oh, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. the only thing that won't hurt so you is anchovies. They're as salty as hell, but they won't hurt you. Black salt saltier than white salt, according to Hardy. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll live with that. Maybe there's a bit of concentration there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll live with that. Since we're having a little bit of a show about salt tonight, before okay. we go, I mean, you mentioned the yeah. ever, ever popular okay. Murray that, Pink. Your, that's your, Murray Is that your rock salt? And then you've mm -hmm. got the, what looks like peppercorns, but that's no, salt. But they have a, feel the texture of that. Okay. Like the little, like little pyramids. Ah. Okay. And just oh, chuck one of those good. in your mouth and just feel how salty it is on its own. If I was a cow, I could lick that all day. There's a line there, isn't there? Is that, is that not well, what the actress said to the just, bishop? Just, yeah, just do that. <laughs> That's all right. Now, what's this? I could lick that all day. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, the, like the dwarf that was very popular with the ladies. He said, why are you so popular? He says, I could lick my eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> there's no meat. <laughs> What's that? Peppery. It's the peppery chanterelle salt, perfect with mushrooms. Mm, okay. Oh, Jake, can have a go at that? I'm going to have a go at that. Oh, oh Andrew, it's fine. It's a lot finer than I expected it to be. I, I, I knew a girl called chanterelle. Did you? Oh. And that's where we're leaving it. Oh, there's a made-up name. <laughs> <laughs> so it's already a salt and pepper mix. It's pepperish on for a salt. Mm, it's good though, isn't it? It goes so good. It's saves having a salt and pepper shaker. You could just have that. Yeah, you just have it in the white shaker. That's mm. right. Or even have it like they used to in the old days, in one of those little salt tubs that you just get. Mm. Oh dear. Well, uh, isn't it great to have um, Stoney here on the it show? Is. That he's not actually here for the show for because he's frothed yeah. in the McGill Club. You know, have with his <laughs> Italian club. mates the down the hill. So we'll just ignore him. Even no, he had used to, to be Mac Gill. McGill used to be Mac Gill. Oh, really? Wasn't? Mm. Is that right? Yeah, yeah it I was actually named after McGill. one of the early settlers, who I presume was Scottish. But yeah. you know, 
and hence it was McGill and it just got abbreviated and abbreviated. Yeah. It's well, McGill Road now. Dr. Penfold was what mm. made the McGill because mm. he started growing grapes and selling Anyway, what are you having to drink tonight, Joe? I'm on the Carlton Mid. Carlton Mid tonight. Just mm. quickly stopped at the bottle shop and grabbed half a dozen. Stoney? Um, very nice. It's it's uh, it takes the, the the wang out of uh, out of a Shiraz by putting Grenache in it. It's sort of like watering it down. <laughs> What's the? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, but yeah, you're a bit more familiar with it. It's called the. Um, uh, I can't quite think. By George, someone or other. Uh, yeah, founders something. Wyndham. Uh, Wyndham yeah, Estate. Founders Reserve. That's, that's New South Wales. But it's it's McLaren Vale and the Barossa, believe it or not. So I, it doesn't tell you what comes from where, and it doesn't tell you what the mix of Shiraz Grenache is. But it's I would like presume the Grenache will be McLaren Vale, and the Shiraz will be um, yeah. Barossa. So oh, percentage or location? Very nice location. Well, and uh, and a very good evening to you, Russell Sausage. It's very quiet down there tonight. She's quite down there. After having a ribeye steak last night, and having a, a ribeye, a spew this morning, a spew. She had a ribeye hangover. <laughs> After me wrecking the uh, the introduction last week, it's only fair that you lead on with the show, Nick Duff. So I thought you'd already started. No, we hadn't at all. But you gave 13 <laughs> minutes on there. What, we just talking nonsense for 13 minutes? <laughs> well, don't we just talk nonsense anymore? <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> for a lot more than 13 minutes. <laughs> So welcome bit. viewers to uh, Radio Hot Lap, episode one hundred and seven. Uh, two hundred and seven. Yeah, I nearly yeah. got it wrong. I thought you got it right. That. <laughs> that zany podcast that takes a light-hearted, some may say too light-hearted, look at the world of motorsport, national, international, national and international, poorly, <laughs> emerging technology. That's funny. Barbecues. <laughs> I don't start that again. Interesting. <laughs> and I didn't realise the traffic Did was so light in Monaco, but it's great to be home. It is. <laughs> Cooper's right. I don't want to say I'm in Monaco. <laughs> anyway, we're here. And what are you having to drink? I mean, I've been I've been laughing for hours. I can't wait for the movie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Look, I'm is also, that a new I'm, logo? also I'm also hanging out with George. You're hanging hanging George out well. with George. George Wyndham. Cheers. Someone's taking yes. the wind out of his sails. Yes. So. I hope you have a better assessment of what went on Barbagallo in race three with the safety guard than I do. Well, the assessment is the fact that Lounzo and <laughs> Frosty got held up by it. Frosty. But apparently there was a very big balls up. It's a bit, it's a bit actually difficult to understand the... But it's almost like a legal letter written poorly from V8 Oh, you're talking about the V8 Supercar statement. Yeah, I'm yeah, trying is. to and understand it's... what it says, and it's very... What is it? Yeah, well, it's it's very careful speak. For, and also the name, it's the car, It's careful the speak for we should have been a bit more thorough in race control in terms of the team Vodafone car we picked up, we looked at, or looked for. Uh, my belief is that it ah, was no, just... no, no. Car triple eight and car yes. one referred That's to right. specifically n as numbers by n and with no branding association. But that's not what race control said to uh, said to the safety car, as far as I'm aware. My my understanding was that okay, so maybe that's that's part of the understanding you're asking me about. 
was the fact that they referred to it as a team Vodafone car, they didn't refer to it as AAA specifically. And because the leader ah. in car one, team Vodafone, was, was in actually the in the pits, pits and hadn't triggered ah. the electronic timing on the way back out of the pit. Or no, rather, the other ah. cars were behind the safety car and so mm. therefore their speed around the track was advantageous to his pit stop because yes. they were, he was able to basically... Get in and get out. Do it in a relaxing pace. Mm. Or, or more so, they couldn't get to the pit. Mm. So I believe that that was, that was a yeah. big portion okay. of, the, of the problem. It's very... It's, it's hard to understand. And, you know, so so from, from my reading of the press release, it was that they acknowledged the fact that they were a bit uh, remiss not to specifically refer to AAA, um, and therefore the safety car picked up the wrong team Vodafone car. We, we can't have that and stain lots of... over again. Uh, again, he eats all those tomatoes. No. It's, oh, look. He's just <laughs> taking the last one. Hello. Which you offered him. Yeah, well, get off. Just because I'm got in the middle of the milk. He's straight to the McGill Club with him. He can't defend himself because he's got a mouthful. I had to put it all in one gob, didn't he? So anyway. He's out. But one thing that they did refer to in the V8 Supercars press release was that they referred to the fact that the safety car in itself is a little bit like Russian roulette in as much as whenever it goes out, regardless of the circumstances, some people gain by it and some people lose by it. Mm. And that's the that's part of the complexion that it puts on the race. It's, uh, so, I think that could be said for those who perhaps unnameless people, so nameless yeah. people, mm. who have uh, bothered to throw a leg over the driver. Mm. Of which apparently are quite many. Well, that yeah, possibly, that could be the case. But there you go. Harken unto the fact. Gracious. At least there was. Gracious me. Goodness gracious me. What did you call? I want to call the new Delhi, not the old Delhi. <laughs> but look, um, I have to say, it was my, it's my, f well, other than. Townsville, and then there's a few other tracks around. Mm. Like, I've been to Baskerville. Have you been to Baskerville? I have. I've driven around Baskerville. Were there any hounds? No. Uh, it was <laughs> a, a car launch, and so and and um, Jim Murcock said when you're going over that hill out the back there, when you come over the hill and you can see the shed, you turn left straight away. Can't see right. a thing. Ah, right. used the shed blind. as a turning point. Yeah, yeah. Right. and All he right. was right. Well. I enjoyed my trip to Barbagello um, yep. in terms of like to the track and, and stuff right. like that. And, and all the, the track modifications and the new pits and everything. Good. Well, I hadn't been there before. Um, so so I think frame a reference. Uh, correct. But uh, fair to say that um, I tried to imagine what it was like prior oh. and it would have been pretty primitive indeed. Um, it would have sort of made like Winton look like a premium event. Well, it, used to be a, <laughs> it used to be a sand pit when I used to go over to Borsbrook through PS Air Force Base, which is only down the road. And it's all sand. So, you know, um, I think they've done a wonderful job. I, th I think they've done a wonderful it job too. Um, and good the, the, yeah, the... Great. Very, those pits are fantastic. Yeah. The, the promised dramas of the pit entry and pit exit uh, did not come to fruition at any point. But didn't someone drop some oil on the front and they're going in? And cause a yeah, that guys was Rick Kelly did that. Oh, no, no, someone else, I'm not sure, oh, but Rick Kelly got think. caught out on the oil, got which I think right. uh, came from Steve Arman's car. That's ah. right. 
because so, it's all brand new and everyone knows that any any track that's brand new, like mm. your, like your, your your bitumen, it's a bit slippery until it gets dirty. Yeah, it um, there was a, a lot of rain. It's fine. You know. yeah, it was a lot of rain, but on the basis that like as you would come down to the final corner, turn yeah. seven. You know, the optimum line would be, you know, out on the wide with no one bothering you, like, you know, out wide and then yeah. a late apex and then run, yeah. the, run, run the edge of the kerb mm. and coming out. But it was also a classic braking point where people would want to get underneath you there, which would then force you out to the wide side of the track. But, of course, you had to be on the wide, on the inside of the track to get to the pit lane. Previously, you could run wide. Oh, yes. And, 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 and people could sort of, yeah, yeah, and yeah. there was a really large section of... Um, of sort of runoff area there, so none of, who, that, none of those, none of those problems occurred, nor did the exit. Um, somebody nearly got caught going into the pits. Who, who was it? Yeah, got in right at the very last, at the last minute. minute. Dove in. But, no, but there was no, was there was no bashing, a bashing crash. In fact, the only cool. bashing crash we had at that corner um, was the, uh, the uh, uh, Will Davison getting caught up with oh, um, with, the, with Tander in um, the first race. Yeah. In the first race, and then uh, Marcus Sakanovic hooking up with Nick Perkett, uh, mm. who clearly didn't leave him enough room in the final race of the Dunlop yeah, Supercar Series, which was televised live for a change, which was well almost live, which was uh, and, you know, good, and speaking of live, when you're over there, it's you've got to get your mind in a different in a different zone because you're thinking, hang on a minute, just everything's happening early, but we're televising two hours into the east, more into the east, yeah. so. You know, a five three o'clock is five o'clock, and so yeah. everything was happening so much earlier, yeah. and that was sort of cool. So I actually had to go to the airport directly after the supercar race, and then there was a Ute race and a historic race because otherwise you wouldn't have got out of town. Well, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, otherwise, you get the red eye special in the next day. Well, the red eye special is worse than that. They're like ten forty five a.m., ten forty five p.m. flights out to Melbourne. That's a four hour flight. Add two mm -hmm. hours, you're getting in at five fifteen a.m. You nasty. And if you want to go That's fly to Adelaide, you've got to get on curfew. got on the plane at three o'clock in the morning, so that you can get to Adelaide. Just as a curfew, too, not too early, so yeah. you don't, you know, you yeah. see they've got a curfew. Well, it worked out perfectly for me. Uh, um, flying back Virgin, which I thought was actually quite a nice, nice change, um, yeah. on a rather small E one ninety plane, which bounced around a little bit. Yeah. Um, don't know yeah. what it was. Um, it was. I think it's made an Indian product. Uh, there are a few people on the roof. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> got in, got in and they the never quarter. closed the doors. Got in. people hanging out at, of the whole flight. No, I wanted to tell you, it's very comfortable up there. You know, it's getting a lot of fresh air. <laughs> got in at ten past ten, and twenty minutes earlier from a, you know, six ten leave. And Tailwind so across the two point. hours and nine minutes. Two hours and nine minutes across there. Yeah, I thought you, that, yeah, that that's that, great. That is a very that is that, that's very very pleasantly easy. Like it's not the two hours from Sydney into here and da 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 so you got four hours so you get a bit but going over you when you leave you get there before you left <laughs> well in my case not so because I oh, you went from oh, Melbourne, you went to Melbourne. Melbourne. I, I went over to Melbourne oh, and right. then I flew over with a new client who oh. had decided to uh, upgrade me to business class along with him yeah. unfortunately he left the rest of his team down the back which didn't help me later on the weekend when they paid I'm sure it didn't the the you oh, we had a 767300 yeah. and it was tube screens and the old lifting levers and the crew were also on their last legs. I said, geez, this is a bit of an old bird, isn't it? They went, we hope it makes us back. Yeah. Now, my customer, my customer, who, who his name shall remain nameless, um, would appear to be a rather excitable individual. <laughs> right. Rather excitable individual. And um, it, was a, a, it wasn't very long 
before someone came down and said, uh, customer service director said, uh, look, uh, no more alcohol for you. I said, well, we haven't had any. <laughs> and he goes, that's how he is. And I said, and I'm not him. What about me? No, no, you're in the same boat. And you're in the same boat? Absolutely. And you hadn't had any drink? Oh, well, I'd had a couple at the Qantas Club. I was going to say, you must have hit the Qantas yeah. hard, no, <laughs> hard before you left. Yeah. 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 But it was an afternoon flight. No, it was, it, it would, and it took, we were in 5K and there were five rows. Yeah. It took 50 minutes for them to get down there. And like, you know when they say they're sorry if your selection is unavailable? Yeah. They're not. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, really? Gee, you surprised me. <laughs> I put my head through the little hole there and the, 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 pulled the curtain across because it, it's got, it, it, it's got to work both ways, isn't it? Do not look into business cards. Do not look into economy. It works backwards. So said, mate, we haven't. Corn beef, I said, do it here. <laughs> yeah. he, he, ordered, he, ordered, he, he ordered up another plate and handed it through. I had the tray. Oh, well, okay. So were you in crockery or in? Cat- I was in crockery. Oh, you in crockery. But I, but I had that. I had that ability. I was like, Did there was directly behind me. Was this? Hello. It was sort of the glory hole of Qantas food. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If you know what I mean. I get the drift. Yeah. So food was handed through only. There was no faces, just a hand. <laughs> <laughs> and I had some great corned beef. Corned beef on the flight. That's a good. Corned beef. If I'd known that it was going to be corned beef and parsley sauce down the back, what would I have been up the front? That's right. Getting all this <laughs> lip. <laughs> yeah. Who wants smoked salmon when there's corned beef available? And in fact, further to that disappointment with Qantas, and we are getting into so I track the best that we do it. Right. I don't know if you happen to see what little post I put up last night about the, the special airfares to, to Brisbane. Special ones that aren't available until July. No, no, no. That's on Virgin. Oh. Did you not see that you can actually fly up to Brisbane? Yeah. You know, this weekend for two hundred and fifty-eight dollars, and you leave at six thirty in the morning and get out at turn thirty in the in the, in the morning. Two hundred fifty-six dollars. Very nice. Oh, is that all? But if you leave at six, yeah. you can go via Melbourne. Oh, and get in at two in the afternoon for eleven fifty eight. Well, I can get a business class flight for nine forty seven <laughs> on the early flight. Get there, so I thought, I thought this is a good idea. Let's let's travel further, yeah. get up earlier, yeah. pay more money, pay more money, and have an unflexible fare. So I go, well, they're on drugs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. So that's it for me. Um, and as Foguar. Yes. Who actually had a boardroom on the 20th level of the uh, very, very shabby-looking Scarborough Fair Hotel. Um, Is that where you were too? Were you in the Scarborough Fair Hotel? Only one. Because you sent me that photo with the sea in the background looking all deluxe. Um, Actually, I went up there for prawns with Scotty Wensley on the uh, Thursday afternoon. Um, and, and made um, some biscuit mess and then left. And, <laughs> and, and the, whole brought, the whole Over his boardroom table. Yeah, and, and in the, and the next morning, <laughs> chips. It, folks went, you couldn't have made more of a fucking mess around here, could you, if you'd tried? Which I, to which I reported to Wensley later in the afternoon. He said, yeah, we could have. And we'll be back. <laughs> but he had, folks had his own boardroom. Yeah. He had a boardroom with, 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 with rounded edge table. Mm. Around, mm. There you go. And there he was. Do you think they'd bring me up a fucking ashtray? I fucking asked them many times. They're fucking useless. <laughs> <laughs> I can't okay. imagine folks well, saying that. There's such, such a vehement nature of the fellow. <laughs> but nonetheless, he has convinced me that perhaps it is time to um, 
move across and give Virgin a go. Not because it's the official airline of V8 supercars, not because they're doing status credits swaps. Oh, really? They say they're not. They? Hmm, okay. But however, having asked the question, a secret number was provided at the back of my ticket for me ringing. <laughs> Gold, gold. And then he said, and they finally turned into a proper airline. And on that note, I said, folks, never again will I ever mention the freebies that you get, like your trip to Le Mans and Indianapolis and the Detroit (laughs) Grand Prix and British Grand Prix and up the front with all. I just won't mention it. And all those napkins you've got stashed in your house. Stole from the Qantas Club. Hey, he I won't get a mention. <laughs> he said that if I don't bring them to him, he won't hand on the article. Oh, well, there you go. And and then I, I did bring my little uh, uh, Arama, and then he goes, "Honey, look, I've got this stack," <laughs> which basically you can understand why. You know, Alan well, Joyce been, is then. a bit cranky and it's going broke <laughs> because it's people like that, like me, who are forced. <laughs> to steal the napkins <laughs> to bring to folks for pacification to allow it to be turning on the hot water tap in the morning. So all that overseas maintenance really is just down to the stealing napkins? It would appear that it's uh, indirectly contributable to the demise of the airline. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, and folks... Is that what we're down to? Well, what, not anymore. What, what happened to the bathroom road? Who else is it? You're going back to when it, when it cost 1200 bucks to get to Sydney economy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Bath robes. Bath robes. <laughs> so um, never let it be said that uh, there will be any words ever spoken again about uh, any freebies associated with the Fogwar and he's, uh, he's uh, fully paid for uh, by himself travel internationally and there on and ever after, let alone the tent city at Le Mans. <laughs> tent city. Yeah, but it was a good weekend. Yeah. Racing was good. The cloudscapes were good. Mm. Cloudscapes were now, good. I, yeah. I would have to say the racing was pretty ordinary up until race three. When it sort of got okay. interesting because of the stuffer. Mm. Well, that made it interesting. It did and, make and, it and interesting. But I, just, but I thought was it, was, it wasn't too bad a weekend, race-wise, or, or across all three races. Certainly the, the prank at the beginning of the first race made that sort of interesting for a while, and then mm. it got boring, and then it picked up again. But you've got to look at Ford at the moment. The prang? What? We haven't heard pranging for a while, have we? Prang? Yeah, no, it's all. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Thanks you can't say Bingle time. anymore. <laughs> no, you can't, can't say Bingle because no. everyone thinks you're talking about Laura. Laura, Lara, Lara, Laura. Yeah. So, but uh, no, it was a pretty reasonable weekend. And what I was saying was Ford are actually currently, last weekend, punching above their weight. They're punches. They are because oh. it's been a long time. Now you've got to look at the current scenario of. Ford versus Holden in the V8 camp, yeah. and if you look at percentages, there are, I believe, uh, 49, no, 59% Holden yep. to 31% Ford. Yep, that'd be right. Um, and yet, in across the three races of the weekend, the split in the top 10 was 50%, 50%, and 50 2 or 53%, I think, because mm. I actually sat down and worked it out just for something to do, because I'm stupid like that. So if you look at it on that basis, at the moment, touch wood, Ford are going particularly well. 
I think there's a there's a lot of positive stuff going on over there. David Reynolds didn't seem to have as quite a good mm. as weekend as he had had mm. over in uh, in New Zealand. Um, he's still young and in, a little bit young and impetuous. James Small, his engineer, son of Les, mm-hmm. um, very good combination. I think they're mm-hmm. gelling really well, um, and uh, it was pretty enjoyable for to be actually from a com- comedy point of view sitting next to David Siegel, uh, who uh, manages uh, Craig Lowndes, um, Lownso, um, James Moffat, and uh, and Will Davidson. Will Davidson, yeah. Um, so on the Saturday afternoon, when it all went, 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 a, bit, went a bit ugly, he went, that's the championship. Right. And then <laughs> at the premature. end of the day. On Sunday, he was the happiest bloke you've ever seen the Qantas yeah. Club. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, and in time. fact, it lifted the Qantas Club. <laughs> 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 to which we advised him to send off his request for commission checks immediately. That's mm. right, <laughs> as you would. <laughs> mm. But that was good in, uh, in that respect, so pretty funny stuff. Right, I agree with you. It has brightened up this championship to have Ford back up there and, and doing mm. something. It is. I mean, the Stone Brothers was there last year, but so FPR, mm. and as I said to Hardy, I can only pinpoint one bloke there that might be doing the right stuff, and that's Campbell Little. Yep. And uh, boy, he's been around a long time, and he's, he's worked with everybody. He has, well, yeah, all that time we've So, um, obviously he's Triple getting a. his way, and uh, they've produced a very good mousetrap, mm. because, uh, you know, both Frosty, Frosty and, and uh, Will, uh, Will, yeah, um, Certainly punching the numbers. Well, they certainly are. It's, no, it's good. It's good to see a bit of a battle again instead of just a hold and benefit. Absolutely. Now, um, oh, now, uh, fine wine. Uh, just while you're here for a moment, uh, could you give a little bit of an appraisal on the uh, the George uh, or Wyndham Estate uh, Special uh, Founders Reserve? Glasses oh. on, do you want to? <laughs> just, just a minute. Oh, yeah. okay. Just did. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Consider uh, yourself dumped. Oh, listen, George Wyndham, Wyndham Estate, probably one of the most famous names in Australian mm. winemaking going back 100, 150 years or so. The, uh, the Founders Reserve is actually one of their new uh, new range, so an interesting range and an interesting blend of, of grape varieties. We've got here a Shiraz Grenache, they also do a Shiraz Tempranillo, Shiraz Cabernet as well. So, mm. you know, and what do you find with this one? Big step up from the basic, basic level. Um, better quality fruit. More goes into it. Has that left me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. That's all right, Mr. Stoney. <laughs> I'm listening. Oh, yeah, I have this effect. Don't well, I quite like it because I, yeah. I, I don't mind a Shiraz mixed with something. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I mean, also, JP, you've done yourself again this time, mate. 2006 vintage. Yeah. Um, 2006 vintage in SA was. Uh, was a pretty outstanding vintage, got a lot of road reviews, and this is yeah, a mixture of McLaren Vale and Barossa Valley. So I, I kind of think that the Shiraz has come from the McLaren Vale. Um, <laughs> That's exactly okay. the opposite to what I oh, said. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the Grenache is from the, the Barossa. That's just maybe my thing. I think uh, you know, seeing sort of. I mean, the McLaren Vale does make really good Grenache, as does the Barossa. But we kind of, I've just that's the feeling I get from it. Well, it's got no. Oh, there you go. There's a little bit of tannin going. Yeah, it's still. I mean, but, but now what? What is it? Nearly six years bottle age, so yeah. all those high edges have softened out quite nicely. But there's yeah, still plenty of plenty of spice and fruit. I thought the, the uh, I thought the description actually on the back label was quite appropriate. It was uh, it was very nice in terms of the way it was written, and it says, "Where is it? Here we go." 
intense ripe plum berry and black pepper characters from the Shiraz enhanced mm -hmm. by dark cherry and Turkish delight flavors from the Grenache. Mm. Oh, I thought that was really nicely Turkish written. Delight. That's, That's a pretty, pretty good. Pretty good description and, and pretty much spot on. I'd say Shiraz is the dominant grape variety in mm. that. Oh, yeah. Probably sort of 70 30 65 35 but you still as you say you still get that nice sort of cherry fruit from the, the grenache and it just sort of gives it a bit of a bit of a burst bit of a kick that's that's looking very smart actually um normally that's these good. sort of wines to get to you know you sort of get a bit worried that they've gone a bit too long in the tooth but no good, good mm. choice was that hiding in your cellar was it jp no it was uh, it was a deal i got and i bought only bought half a dozen unfortunately mm. i wish i bought a dozen now but uh it wasn't that cheap but it was Almost half price, so oh, well, I think it was about sixteen bucks a bottle or something. Sixteen so. bucks a bottle. Well, that's that's about so. it. Yeah, it's about its uh, standard mm. cost, mm. standard price. Yeah, maybe a bit more. So, so no, you don't, you don't do mm. it. Thank you for that. Mm. Mm. So just, there we go. Mm. Just also, just just a reminder out there that uh, this week was the launch of the Penfolds Premium Range. Yes. So we saw the launch of the two thousand and seven okay. range. Yeah. Always good if you're looking for a a gift for a a child's birthday or a christening so 2007 was the the vintage released and we've also seen the Centon Reed, the RWT, the 707 and also probably what I think is, is one of the best Chardonnays around being produced in Australia at the moment is the Reserve Binet series this is the 2010 vintage um, and certainly we're seeing a bit of a renaissance and a, a slow revival with Chardonnay grape variety but you know we're talking top quality Chardonnay here mm. so uh, just just in case you Interesting. That's that's to tell you a little bit about the Penfolds Premium Release. Years ago, mm. they used uh, Benson and Hedges used to put out a book, which was all the vintages. Mm. Oh, that's right. They did too. Mm. And I've got I've got a, quite a large set of them, which yeah. now of course the, the one's not available anymore. But is there anybody else doing that? Where they're put, producing a book where yeah, you can yeah. look it up and see what yes, to buy. you buy. I mean, you've got um, just by thinking like uh, Jeremy Oliver. Who actually? It's, it's, a, it's Jamie a, Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy. Jeremy. Okay, yeah. Was gonna yeah. Say. Same surname, but yeah, totally different characters. Um, and, and and it's 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 sort of like a little golden hardback book, but yes. only only sort of um, six inches tall. Yeah, that's know? right. And, um, and, and, and a couple of inches uh, thick. And, and twenty centimeters wide. Yeah, it'll take all the good wineries. Well, they've they virtually copied the Benson and Hedges yeah, book. Yeah, exactly. So, that's so someone is. is still doing that because they were terrific guys. Yeah, no, and they really are, they're nice and easy because yeah. you slip in your pocket or yeah. whatever. And, and they, normally, they normally go back half a dozen vintages or so, mm. so you're not going to, uh, but then they might sort of pick out one or two really good vintages of, of certain wines mm. as well going back. So those books are always really good to have. I mean, you always have um, Holiday when he brings out mm. his book every every year. Oh, okay. And, and yeah. that, he'll have sort of good vintages of, of the wines he's rating yeah. of previous vintages. But yeah, this um, is Jerry Mo Jeremy Oliver. So it's. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a little, little hardback book. You can try and slip it in your pocket, but yeah. better to put it in your man bag. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but you can sort of, we get a lot, you know, you get a lot of people going around going around the shop sort of with their little book. With the book, yeah. And make to see how, what the longevity of some of them and the ones yeah. you drink straight away yeah. and the ones you don't. Yeah. Or and you that's, don't and need that's to. pretty good. I mean, the way he does it, he actually gives you what he considers his optimum window of drinking. So, yes. whereas a lot of wine yeah. writers might give you a drinking window. Of whatever ten years, this guy mm. actually says, "Well, I think this is going to be the year when it's going to be this best." Yes, mm -hmm. that's, that's what they used so to do that, with that, the bits and pieces. Yeah, so it's yeah. very sounds very much like the, the, yeah. the same thing. So yeah, you're off on a bit of a new uh, adventure, uh, fine wine uh, buying manager to uh, to Mildura to, uh, to, to, yeah. to set up the new um, uh, a new Nissan 
Wonka home. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly yes. Racing. Yeah, oh, well, right. the home of the Kellys. Yeah, yes. well, yes. Well, that's, that's new news to me. I knew I was going to Mildura. I didn't realise it was for that. But <laughs> there you Be go. Done. Yeah. Floating around. Yeah, floating around. But yeah, no. So I'll. Uh, didn't do there. a very good job, the Kellys, on the weekend, did they? In fact, mm. as, as folks have pointed out, that they had about as much hope as, hope as an ice cube surviving in Hades of being able to get a win. Mm. So, and uh, poor Cam Waters. Thank you, fine one. Oh, I'm full. And Cameron Waters. Um, you know, the young guy who won the reality TV show last oh, year. Oh, yeah. You got the drive. Yes, yes, you got the drive. Um, yes. Not... A happy chappy, you know, a bit of a, you know, and he was making all excuses. He's under contract, blah 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 blah. At the end of the day, then I put him there, just giving him a shit car. He looked like mm. an idiot. Mm, well, that's he didn't a bit look like an idiot, but he didn't look like the potential star that had been made mm. out to be. And right. I was concerned about that, having a chat to him about that. That's very damaging for a young bloke when you get promised stuff. And uh, and then the word where the word around was that the gear was well, not why, why would we update it? Mm. And you're under contract. Oh really? Mm. So mm. anyway, that's it. Nothing wrong with it. The Kellys. Just want to try and own everything. I had an email from Win Percy the other day, and he oh. did, he did ask what's going on with HRT. Right. And so Winston obviously has an invested interest because he was one of the founders yes and uh, and he was just a bit, bit disappointed that their their performances are not you know part of the <laughs> part of the history and down, of the place and, and, and you know it really is a bit like that you know, if the red cars aren't winning it's uh, it's not good since for the Jeff sport. Gretsch left mm. they um, haven't really they feel like they've lost their way yeah um, I, w I think it's a bit harsh to say that that you know, everyone's given a Courtney a hard time. Mm. At the end of the day, he's going, Look, I'm getting paid a nice lot of money, I'm going to drive. And, and mm. look, the, the gap's like this, but it just it seems like the strategy is yeah. not quite right. Mm, I think certainly there was, there's a bit of strategy, but I mean, from. And, and it's but, a, a tender centric team. I and guess. that's the other thing I was just going to say. Apparently, it is a very tender centric team. Um, and by all accounts, from a couple of people that I've spoken to, he, uh, as in Courtney, can't get on with the Holden chassis having cut his teeth in the Ford chassis. Mm, just okay. the way the car well, works yeah, does you. not suit his style. Yeah. And yeah, he's, but he should be uh, able to with that. Well, he should, but, you know, if, if the team's tandocentric and he can't get it set up quite the way that he wants, well, you know, he's not going to win races, is he? I, uh, I had a lunch just recently and I sat next to Tim Slade's father and uh, he was he was... He had an interesting point of view. Uh, that he thought that uh, uh, that uh, Courtney wasn't getting what he wanted, mm. or whether he, he couldn't dial up what he wanted. Right. And yeah. that that can be the situation. Let me ask for it. Yeah. Mm. Or even if he's asking for it, he's not getting it. One of the two. But one thing he did say that uh, uh, he thought that perhaps um, Courtney's dad wears very thick glasses. Maybe he needs some eye correction there or something. Which I thought was an interesting observation mm. because generally people who wear glasses are not as they're a little bit disadvantaged as someone who doesn't. John Bow has proven that wrong. Um, but, but John Bow wears his glasses all the time. He does wear them basically, all the time, and I think that certainly is a 
Um, just an interesting case aspect. Point. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. But mm. uh, but uh, Courtney really, it's almost like when uh, uh, when Greg Murphy was with uh, Kmart, Kmart and the Kellys, he was putting in some really serious drives. Mm. It's moved around, I, it's sort of gone away a little bit. I tend to think that there's also, just across the board, from the media's sort of berating of, of Courtney, for whatever reason, I, I think it's really unnecessary, um, is that a lot of the other drivers have lost respect for him, and they're mm. quite happy to give him the short back and sides in a corner, oh, whereas do, people yes. are, yeah. would be less likely yeah. to do that to yeah. clowns. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and, that's and true. winkers. Yeah. They'd, Look, they'd go. There's yeah. a, like a little bit of a, a, a bit of an intimidation factor there, and there's something there. They just go. No. Look, it, it, it is a. It is, when you join a team, it's like joining a family. And if you if if there's if you don't fit in with the family, don't. Uh, sometimes you, you don't you don't get what you want. For I think. It, yeah. <laughs> and I think that would be it would it would be wise for Ryan Walkinshaw to be seen. To be more, he was because I didn't see him. It might have been there, but I didn't see him. Yeah, okay. Um, right, it, it would be wise of him to to be more loving of his drivers, mm. um, because it's quite a, it's quite a, you know, a, Does a, make a, a cut and thrust scenario there. It does make mm. a difference. However, I, I would think that <clears throat> Courtney would uh, be uh, his next move in life yeah. away from about supercars will either be. Have a complete break, yeah. or he'll go back to he'll go to international sports car racing. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, you'd be thinking about it, wouldn't you? Is he not looked after by Alan Gow? Yeah, correct. <laughs> yes, yes. So. Yeah. Because so Alan, Alan, Alan's a very very smart man. He must be. Mm. He must be trying to, you know, give him some uh, coaching in somewhere. Well, you hope so. And and speaking of, of international sports car racing, I suppose we should sort of quickly touch on the the second round of the World Endurance Championship which took place at a very uh, soggy spa Yes. in the rather lovely Ardennes last weekend with a uh, first to, to fourth position outright to LMP1 for, for Audi, their oh, okay. new uh, R18 uh, Ultra uh, winning and uh, being followed up by the, the E-Tron uh, Quattro yeah, the E-Tron Quattro in second and fourth and, yeah, uh, and the regular awesome. cars in, in first and, th- first and third so very very uh, solid start there. I mean, look, I mean, it's unfortunate that Toyota's um, are just de- de- destroying their only um, uh, hybrid uh, LMP1 racer, uh, petrol racer, and yes. uh, testing the Paul Ricard. As we've discussed previously. We have discussed previously mm. was um, you know detrimental to them able able to be there. So, but nonetheless. Um, you know, come or more, mm. and there's a there, look. You know, you saw Mazda won the mom, yep. and who knows that a the funnier things have happened. Toyota may have a good chance there, although I wouldn't be suggesting that uh, it's. Uh, Toyota must be thinking, what are we going to do? I mean, they Formula One thing. They sort of can't that that didn't go well for them. They're spending a lot of money. Sports car racing is where they should be. Yeah. Um, but gee, where's the, you know. But I mean, you've got to look at if you take away the Audi dominance. I mean, if, and just look at qualifying for argument's sake. The uh, the Lola Toyota was fifth, and they were two seconds, full two seconds off the pace. Ugh. You know, so That's a lot. Audi's just so far in front. It's, uh, anyway, 
but yeah, it looked like it was a, would have been a good race. So there you go. Doctor Ulrich, our old friend from our old friend with the cake. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that was Nishi's cake, wasn't it? Because yeah, it was he, Nishi's he birthday. The race of uh, a thousand, a thousand years, two thousand years. Um, was a great weekend that was. And you know, the funny thing was, I went to see um, uh, international Paulie's mate Rick Dowsett today out at New Style Printing, and I went into the boss man's office, and there on the wall was one of International's posters, block-mounted, that they'd printed, obviously, mm. um, with a nighttime shot of the Audi blitzing down the straight uh, here in Adelaide. So, Look, it's important to just reflect it for a moment, like, on the Spa uh, Audi efforts there, because wait, they had the two uh, um, e-tron quattros. What, what was basically happening is that a, an electric engine from regeneration systems is providing performance to the front wheels mm. once the car is greater than 120 kilometres an hour. Right. So in wet conditions, that is really beneficial coming out of corners, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, so but it's not, it's not a permanent drive. thing. So it only is you know, available as a bit of a push to, push to pass sort of scenario. When you get into dry situations, that tends to fade away. Yeah. And in places like Spa, which is a very good idea for them to... Um, to uh, debut it because it's simply wet at the top of a hill or you know it's sort of dry down at Puhon or, or wet at Eau Rouge or something like that. Um, you know, an interesting exercise from Audi's perspective to evaluate their conventional diesel racer against yeah. a hybrid car mm. and two of which which came home intact. Uh, less can be said unfortunately, although they did finish I think in 13th place was uh, Narain Kathakayan had uh, on the outgoing like form up lap, not even the form up lap, it was the grid up lap, had uh, taken the uh, the Judd Toyota over through Eau Rouge and just coming out of Eau Rouge and thinking, oh, and bang, you know, yeah, like corner, corner. Um, they managed to get out in the race to come 13th, but embarrassing. <laughs> but, you know, it's easy to read that from one of media right and uh, you know JP I, at this moment I just suddenly realised that you know when Stoney isn't coming to do the show he mm. comes to do the show because he just he loves <laughs> it he's worked it out he loves he's it he worked it out he, he just can't. can't get away no he can't you know the, the <laughs> beckoning of the McGill Club the, the Mac Gill Club <laughs> down the hill hasn't curbed his enthusiasm get the own radio hotline Unpronounceable. Is is less intriguing to him at this exact moment in time, as he you think puffs away. <laughs> Do you know? Or, he's, cigars. That, he's just cigar smoker. I mean, a, a puffer. Puffer. Well, you puffer. don't inhale cigars. True. And hence. The only thing in common with Stoney and Alex Premer is possibly both their inability to drive a race car and lack of hair. <laughs> oh, that was a bit nasty. I'll, I'll own up to not being able to drive. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, actually, I think you got more than Alex. No, I think that bloke is having a tough time. I think it's just, it's like... Hello. It's Alex Premer dropped in the deep end. He's heard you already. <laughs> yeah. But he was dropped in the deep end. And I'm oh. sure that 
his initial um, feeling and uh, what can I call it? How many Lust for yeah. racing in Australia um, has been severely tempered by the actual experience yeah. and the way that the field is and the way that it's probably a little bit clubby in term, uh, for, particularly for yeah. someone from overseas coming Absolutely. in. Absolutely, yep. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see whether or not he can get his way up into, <clears throat> you know, the top ten consistently and, you know, get on with the car. Because it must be a is huge Gary, learning is, curve. Is Gary, uh, Gary Rogers, that is, has Gary sort of given him a sort of time frame to... Uh, not that we're aware. I mean, no. Gary was pretty wrapped that he'd signed him. Yeah. I reckon he's, he's a pay driver. <clears throat> I reckon Prem is bringing money. Oh, mm. well, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. me. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. He'd, he'd, he'd fallen out with Doctor. The Doctor. The Doctor? The Doctor. <laughs> he'd fallen out with the, Which the doc? Doctor. <laughs> doctor Ulrich! And <laughs> Sakai! Which bank? <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's see how it goes when we get doing some flat tracks. Drive my race hard, <laughs> oh, no further, he will not. Oh, pardon. Flat tracks, flat tracks. Hmm. You give me the options, and I'll tell you the price of the room. Uh, okay. Do you want the spa bath? <laughs> and the rear ender. <laughs> rear ender. You give me the options. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just don't like those bathrooms that grab you on the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, nobody likes them. Who said this? Okay. I've been spending a bit of time in the Dolara simulator, and it's a really cool bit of kit. I'm trying to get my setup right because okay. I don't know much about oval racing. I'm a little bit worried, but I think I'm ready for Indy 500. And I'm going to do my rookie test on May 10th. Okay. Now, who said that? Oh, it would have to be... Um, and uh, I'm a bit worried. Uh, would, would it have to be someone who was in Formula 1 last year? Yes. So no. No. Oh, but someone okay. has, was in Formula 1. Mm. Because we'll talk about uh, the Ruben sandwich later. Well, that's why I was sort of saying... No. It, it's not Rubens. Okay. Someone else oval race is also going to India, and I'm scared about that because I don't. After the Dan Weldon yeah. thing, I'm like, oh, not oh, Kim, we don't, well. Timmy's not going. Someone who's not in Formula One, who was uh, in Formula One, who was in Formula One. Okay. Well, let me tell you that who was it? If you're talking about a clicky family, and you go into IndyCar, that is a real. That's a different kettle of fish. Well, Ooh. he's 47 years old. Fish kettles. He's driven for Ferrari. Sean. Sean. Alessi. Alessi will oh, be really? also at uh, the Brickyard. Is and that right? uh, he's uh, said, I'm looking forward to it. And look, it's all, go it's all great if it goes good, mm. but if it goes bad, it goes bad in a really bad way. I always Does. think of Pico. Nothing happens small at 220 no. mile an hour, so let's hope that he goes good there. Some do it, and some don't. It's, uh, I always think of Pico, that was so sad, that he had a, an enormous crash at Indy, mm. and buggered his legs. Yeah. And uh, someone said he, he 
just his, re his reaction was to turn into the corner, and of course you don't do that at India. You just let it bang and <laughs> destroy but itself. Conversely, Nigel Mansell won it. True, very true. On yeah. a debut. Mm. I know. Yeah. I mean, how yeah. the hell do you do that? Yeah. And still be a policeman. <laughs> On the Isle of Man. Thank you. Yes. I thought, actually, that was interesting, that, that Patrick Head article that you gave me in the Motorsport magazine from the UK, Lunch with Patrick Head. I don't know what... Uh, do you know what month that was? No, but what did, if like, any what did of the Patrick viewers... have for lunch? I always, I the first thing I look at is what they have for lunch. I didn't is there a glass of wine on the side? <laughs> but, but it was a great interview, and, and he actually came out defending Nigel quite vehemently, I thought, in terms oh, of... I think so, too. Uh, too many people were, you know, canning him and, and having a go at him, and uh, he said that, from his perspective, Nigel never gave anything less than 100%. Absolutely. And he was always on the ball, yeah. and, uh, you know, and he was a real racer. Trent so. Weston used to be in charge of, uh, he was the team manager of Newman Haas, and uh, I shared a flat with Trev when he was uh, spannering for Lotus, and when uh, and when uh, Ronnie Peterson died, he went to IndyCar, right. and uh, he turned up at an IndyCar race here, and I said, how do you get along with Nigel Mansell? And he said, oh, mate, lovely bloke. You see, it's the family thing again. If he fits into the culture of the team, yeah. then he he'll get what he wants. Mm. Because he did have a few pranks when he first went in it, but he came good. Yeah. All pranks. It's, yeah. yeah, pranks. Yeah. It's, it's a prank show. It's, it's, it's the prank show. What's wrong with prank? It's the hot lap prank show. Thanks. Well, looking for a what are we, I mean, <laughs> I, mean uh, I mean, I did go from pranks to shunt, but shunt's too close Jones. to hunt. Yeah. <laughs> and a few other things. And trains, and John likes yes. trains. Oh, oh okay. Well. Yeah. <laughs> now, but I'll tell you one thing I can't get over is the way they call qualifying quali. Mm. I can't quite. You know, they, 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 don't, don't, don't like say it. That, don't, don't like quality. Say qualifying, not quality. Anybody would think they were Australian. <laughs> well, it's too it's close to Wally, yeah. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> um, could the, be qualifying. Mm. McLaren have signed a new cheese sponsor. Cheese. Remember how, like, Brabham had uh, Parmalat? Thank you very much. What happens is there's a milk. Milk cheese. Well, Louder was sponsored by Palmer. Palmer's milk. And that's uh, they're actually here now, too. And that is borne out. Borne out. Yeah. Bye. In the fact that they'll be trying this this week on that. Oh, sorry, the test at Mugello. A new high nose. Oh. Is that for sniffing cheese? No, it's oh, right. not okay. sniffing cheese. Well, you know, high nose, sniff but cheese. I, but, but yeah, it is interesting that it would coincide with the new signing of a cheese sponsor. Mm. But believe it or not, Bressy Blue, available from Bottega Rotala. Of which you charge far <laughs> too much for your that's consumers, right. apparently. Uh, that's right, of course. From, and you misspell their name when you're referring to them in the show notes. No more dancing, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> and that's you have to deal with the tax department. Leave me alone. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. Well, I see that... Um, as said... Oh, sorry. As said by Martin Marsh. Quit Marsh. Yeah. Look, there's nothing wrong with those pearly tyres, he they said. Make me get Alan out of the garden. Alan Seals, slugs and lace bugs. Seals? <laughs> Silver Seals? 
He's still down there with Don Burke. I don't know. <laughs> the bottom of the garden. Yeah, that's right. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the other fairies. Bend over and check them seedlings oh, out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Settle. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> Be over yourself. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, look, uh, you're managing the airflow that is enjoyed by the rest of the cars, because today a critical part of the car you're looking for is to find small improvements. Well, we know all that sort of stuff. Mm. And with so many restrictions around the bottom yes. um, end of the car, you know, you can do a lot more at the front. Mm. No one likes right. people fiddling okay. around the bottom. True. Well, they, first of all, they right. said that the high nose was to to um, to direct air to the driver, so he was more comfortable. But and uh, to be fair, but has what else? Absolutely <laughs> nothing to do with cheese. So, didn't do Lotus any any harm. Well, no. While we're talking about Martin Martin Whitmarsh, he's let Martin who? Whitmarsh, Marsh. He's let Pirelli's defence. Apparently about tyres because Shuey's been saying he's he was like driving on raw eggs, raw eggs and leaping. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he leapt over the raw eggs. He did. Slid on the cheese and, uh, and arrived in the Italian rubber department. <laughs> so it's interesting how these PR people write this stuff. Well, yeah, true. It's interesting how these PR people write this stuff. But it's also interesting that there is so much we're just the media watching tyres. I think it's personally from a a viewer's or a punter's point of view, since the Pirelli tyres have been on the scene, the racing's been spectacular. So, I agree. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. And they're just getting their nose out of joint because they don't know how to actually get them get their heads around. Getting to work. That's right. Oh well, see, I reckon Weber had that problem last year. And yes, I think you're probably right. Yeah, work hard. And yep. There you go. Mm. And uh, talking of Weber. There's been all that hoo-ha in the press about him going to Ferrari, and it's been denied, denied, denied. Well, so he's coming back to rallying. To, to, he's coming back to um, um, rallying. Who? Hoo-ha. Hoo-ha. Oh, hoo-ha can come in. He's, he's teaming up with Ed Orninsky. Is that right? Your mate. Yes. Hoo-ha. 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 <laughs> but that's another story that we can't let out. Any relation to hoo-ha? <laughs> Talking about hoo-ha and haw-ha. As previously mentioned. On Radio Hotline. On episode 207. Right. Six. The, 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 the false airfield. <laughs> episode 207. <laughs> You'll remember that two teams in IndyCar racing quit the Lotus program. Spewing. Mm. Spewing. About the lack of availability and transparency and everything like that and all that stuff. Yep. You know, like they're basically the Antonov of engines. The end. <laughs> a long runner. <laughs> Unlikely to make it home. Well, a third team, Dragon Racing, has said, You're in the shit. $4.6 million you owe us, and we're taking you to court. Well, right? let me tell you. And that team is owned by none other than Penske's last name, <laughs> first name. <laughs> Roger. Wrong. Jay. Um, which is all, which runs like Sebastian What Do You Do All Day? And oh, Catherine, Catherine League. Leggy. 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 Leggy Leggy. And they've returned their latest equipment to the manufacturer and gone, look, we need new engines for the Indy 500. Mm. A couple of weeks back, we, we reported about um, Brian Herder. We did. Um, mm. And, and uh, Dreyer and Ray, Rainbow 
pissed all that sort of stuff off. So that basically only leaves um, Simona de Silvestro. De Silvestro. De Silvestro. Where's she from? Sounds like a restaurant name, doesn't it? Mm. I'm just going down to Silvestro's. The only user of Lotus Engines mm. in the paddock. Mm. Well, it's probably how they make a lap anyway. But it's not good, and there appears to be falsehood spreading in the sport. Now, we can't go into that because, you know, we don't want to be sued. We have been we sued don't. before. So, um, <laughs> We've been threatened with being sued. Oh, no. We've been sued. <laughs> how is sued these days? Good chat to Glenbridge on the phone the other day. Oh, yeah, I did you? you did. He's yeah. good. He's moved yeah. office and he can't complain. He can't no. complain. Is well, he still doing? Uh, he's still doing Q Media, or is he? Yeah, yeah, he's absolutely. And I, I, yeah. I congratulated him once again on like, how he managed to get that over quarters. Yeah. <laughs> One would have thought. He's a good old Mildura bloke. He had a couple of. You're right, JP. You're having a bit of. I thought that was very good. I had a cup of Morgan over there. Yeah. You had a pub where? Bridge. Yeah, Glenn. Glenn yeah. used to run Glenn. a pub at Morgan. At there's, Morgan? Yeah, yeah, there's two pubs. One on one corner, one on the other, and he had yeah. one of them. That's a great That's track. That's a great track. Morgan, great track. Good Morgan. Shut up. Good Morgan. <laughs> um, You've heard all the all the all the carry on with with Valentino Rossi about like you know, he's the car drive the Ducati and this and that and the other thing, well, which yeah. is now owned by Audi, of course. Yeah, Audi, yeah, Audi now and you know what Ducati. that means? Yeah. <gasps> Diesel hybrid motorbikes. <laughs> Doctor Ori and Kate. Doctor Ori. But now instead of, instead of him, him jerking off and saying like it's it's a shit box, yeah, and I can't something good. No. Oh. He's Ducati has turned around and said, We have every faith in Rossi. So, which is actually quite a clever move because, really, mm-hmm. behind the scenes, I've really had listen, for fuck's sake, <laughs> shut the fuck up and drive the bike. <laughs> we'll give you the check. Just stop fucking talking to the media because you're, you're damaging the brand. <laughs> and now Ducati's going, Well, we love you. That's and he might right. not have been getting enough love. Well, he might not have been getting and enough love. And Jeremy Burgess. Exactly. Yes. Your mate knows yeah. that. Yeah. Up the hills, up in the hills, up the yeah. hills yeah. where oh. Jeff Wyndham mm. has been known to roam <laughs> with a buffalo, um, is right there behind it. What, what do you make of this, Tony? Come on, you know, for someone well, who isn't coming to a radio show tonight, you've got a lot to say. Yeah, well, um, again, I come back to the family thing. You can join a team, you know, and, and if you don't fit in with the family, and you would have thought, oh. That but he fitted he in the Italian, Italian family. family. Yeah. Oh, that's the point. You look at me wrong, especially your face yeah. family style. No. Shut up your face. Yeah. Like sort of like 110th Italian, Street. Like, Doesn't always work, you see. You we come went, from the wrong village, Valentino. daughters. Yeah. <laughs> you see, when Jean-Todd took over Ferrari, the first thing he did was get rid of all the Italian mechanics. Caspian Sea, perhaps. <laughs> He's a clever man. He kept Luca. <laughs> He was paying. He was signing the yeah, checks. But you know why? You know why? Who Luca was trying to sign the checks? Because you know what his nickname is, Filthy Luca. Oh. 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 Does he run fit? Guys, a slow ass. He's uh, he's uh, been put up for uh, probably president of Italy, which is not president a good idea. Of Italy. Oh, really? Yeah. 
What? Has he got I mean, no profit? It wouldn't be as bad as being president of Greece, though, would it? Well, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, they don't make cars. <laughs> they only buy them. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a worry. It is. Would you be upset if I um, got to touch on this scenario? No, no, absolutely. We're ready to get rid of you. Because it's tech time. Tech time. And it's a break. For a bloke who wasn't going to stay around at the show, yeah, had to go and see Jen Lola Bridget. What's going on? You know, you know more about the 10.74 update today and also the fact that Adobe has decided to start putting their software products on the App Store. Mm. Ooh, don't be happy with that, will you, JP? Finally, it's happened. Well, I don't know. It depends what they're charging for it. But I'm not happy about it. No, you're right. Because once again, the resellers get dudded. But there you go. Yeah, but you do have to know that your day, your day in the sun's run. Yeah, sun. Sun. Day in the sun's run sun. Run sun, run sun. All right, what's up, Pete? So, okay, well, so let, let's go to, to uh, 10.7.4. Hey, tech time. Tech time. Okay. Interesting. Hello. Trains arrived as well. So if you've if you've got a Mac, you you would have got well. Next time your software update flashes up, you'll get ten point seven point four, which is available now. There's some interesting things in it. It says that it resolves an issue where reopen Windows when logging back in is always enabled. Oh, yeah. I, that is so cool because it does that. It goes, don't do it that. Does. And it brings it... And it does every time. That and is so they've fixed it. Huge. So that's That's a huge positive. I think it's great. Yep, yep, yep. Because um, it drives you nuts. And it says, look... And in fact, remember how when that first came up and I said, look, how do you automatically disable it? Mm. So it doesn't friggin' do it at that's all. That's right. And I said, you can't do it. It's code. And, you, and the only way that you could fix it was to go in literally and uh, in, uh, in code and actually key it in. So that's, that's supposedly been fixed. Um, improves compatibility. The Pommies will be happy with this with certain British third-party USB keyboards. Uh, addresses an issue that may prevent files from being saved to a server. Now, we've actually had this problem with some of our corporate clients uh, when they're doing backups. Uh, certain files just, hops, just, just stops the backup, basically, because it won't copy the files. And it's also... Um, re- Improving the reliability of copying files to an SMB server, so which is also a very, very yeah, uh, I nice. Yeah, that is SMB servers. So that's great. Oh, now what's this here, JP? This is now, a present for me. That's a present for you. Now, one other thing, Safari has what's been updated this? as well. Safari 5.1.7 was released oh. alongside 10.7.4, and the biggest thing it does is if you've got an old version of Flash, it tells them to piss off. Yeah, saw that too. Very good. Yeah. So that's got to be done. Oh, now the other, the hey. other thing, interestingly, is whether or not Mountain Lion OS 10.8 will be released early. I mean, I want to keep the packaging. But, like, well, of course you do. Yeah, I hope it works because if we need to send it back, we're not going to be sending it back in there. Oh, it's a how to jerk myself off lot. It is, and I figured <laughs> that it was perfect for you before you. B- Bought the hanging gardens. Oh, I'd seen it and thought you can hook that on the side of well, the. Uh, you pair it up off the barbecue. There's probably a button somewhere. If you hadn't wrecked the packaging, you'd be able to read it. Oh, you probably have to buy batteries. It's probably a oh, you want didn't come with batteries. So it's you know, let's not get too carried away. Hey, that's pretty cool. So anyway, um, the conjecture is that Mountain Lion could well be released early. 
at WWDC, which starts on June the 11th in San Fran. But which sold out in two hours. Which sold out in two hours. Oh, this is now, the other, oh, yeah, the other bit Good of on conjecture. You, Sonia. Thanks for yeah, that. No, right. no, no batteries. Worries. Oh, that's great. Um, the other... <laughs> I mean, you've got batteries. That's <laughs> good, though, isn't it? Where were you on episode 2006? <laughs> you can use it as a pair of batteries. Where was that can be the hero shot. Are you holding that? I'll take your photo. <laughs> so you they reckon friends. that in the third quarter of this year, Apple is going to release a cheaper MacBook Air. Hey, this is be ready for, for Christmas. Christmas. Look, it yeah, for us, yeah. Yeah, it's not a barbecue show. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> but it's not, a barbecue no, light. So that's a, oh, can you only use it with barbecues? Yeah, I'm, that's why I bought it for you, just to use with barbecues. But uh, viewers, just so you know, it's Hardy's birthday on Saturday. And I bought him an LED clip light. That I you never can clip on the edge of your uh, barbecue, oh, and it's got two little spotlights on it with LEDs, and so you can see what you're cooking. All you need is the four triple uh, the four double A's to uh, oh, stick in there. Check the bottom. Yeah. Right, but it's got a goose neck and everything. You're goose not a goose neck. step. So yeah, cheaper MacBook Air ready for Christmas to compete supposedly with the Ultrabooks from Acer and Co. So there you go. That's all of that. And what else have we got? Oh, for those tradie types who need a really tough iPhone case, like 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 um, for their iPhone like, like, four, like, like Ashley four S, yeah. The um, Ashley Griffin Dean have got this U Butte uh, phone cover called the Survivor. It's the extreme duty case for your iPhone four, so you should be able to get it at most of your local Apple reseller ships. I'm sure we'll get be getting some in because we can do a lot of Griffin stuff. Um, Certain people have said it's ridiculously over-engineered. stuff? What do you mean by that? Well, it's Griffin. Oh, it's Griffin. Griffin. Griffin stuff. Griffin. No, 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 no. But it's tested and certified to meet or exceed the US Department of Defence Standard 810F and the UK Department of Defence Standard uh, 00-35. Yeah, but, but that's it's, it's, it's been responsive, replaced by the, uh, the 810FB. <laughs> and... Slang. Is that like the Williams FWB? Oh, so, but no, you honestly, know, viewers, if you're a tradie and you want something really tough to put your iPhone in that won't allow it to get scratched, marked, dented, buggered, inhaling grit or anything else, fifty nine ninety five. What? Your local Apple reseller. Look, JP, did what? Did you know that I've got a new girlie, Nikki? Nikki, the new girlie. Yeah. And do you know she said I used to go for the tradie types. Is that right? But I don't. Neil? Right. Well, that's good because, I mean, you know, if she I'm not rough a hands, you're I'm, right out of it. I'm not. I'm <laughs> <laughs> There's no calluses here. No. Except for keyboard ones. Keyboard calluses? That's it. Oh, I've got a bit of a sore, you know, RSI case coming on. <laughs> so this is, you know, how long was that with that? Year 2000. Yeah, but that's only because you're down here and she's up there. Well, that's where the RSI comes from. No, it's consistent. Oh, is it? Right, OK. Fair enough, then. You're going to have that piece of tomato. But isn't it... It's interesting. It is. It goes... Tradie type. You see, you should have cut that a bit more. I can't eat... I can't be eating that. I can't, I can't be asked. Yeah, can't, can't be asked. Can't be asked, can't be asked. Well, on that note, I, I can't be asked, but... Are you coming to dinner tonight? Absolutely. I thought you were cooking. You get fat. You know what, viewers? I've got to tell you this. Hardy says to me, what do you fancy for dinner I'm going to cook? And every time I go, no, I don't know, it's up to you, I'm easy, do whatever you like, rah, rah, rah. Today, I got the same old SMS. What do you fancy for dinner tonight? Only it was all abridged. 
W Ruddy what it was, yeah, acronymed. So I replied back with steak, kipflers, onions, carrots and peas. And perhaps a mushroom sauce. And perhaps some mushrooms, that's right. And or some, or two, yeah. I don't give a fuck, do whatever you like. And so I said, there you go, that makes a change from my normal reply. And so you've done nothing, haven't you? You, haven't, you haven't been to feast, you haven't bought a steak, you haven't bought kipflers, we're going out. It's either... Or pizzas, or or, or, or un, uh, uh, un, like the um, uh, unchuckleable Charles. Chuckleable. Oh no, he'll be closed by now. <laughs> it's half past seven. Ooh. He won't have had any customers. He'll have closed the shop. Good night, viewers. Good night, viewers. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Good night, viewers. No, I'm not saying. Don't say it. Oh, well, wait.